Episode 60. If you could change your fate. Welcome to episode number 60 of the Avengers and Lolly Gagging Podcast. Uh, yeah, we're at 60, 60. How, how, how's oh everyone feeling? That's it's too many. It's too many. Old oh, man. It's it's too many. <laughs> how did we get here? So like 60, uh, 60 is one of my favorite numbers. When I was in, in high school, I play, I stupidly played high school football like a moron. And uh, I had to pick a number and I got 60. And so like 60 is on like, you know, like my email and stuff, you know, things like that. So 60 has been a thing for me. And so now we're finally up to 60, the big six zero. Oh, we that's are. why it's in your email. I thought that's when you were born or something. You're a son oh. of a bitch. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch. I, I thought that's it's the 23. I thought it's how many pounds Josh weighs. Because uh, well, he's tiny and you can pick him up, put him in your pocket. <laughs> so like, let's take bets now. So it's episode 60. Okay. And we've talked about how the show's almost over in the sense that like we're in the final act, right? Like five acts. This is the fifth act. So there's not like a ton of time. Like, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have it planned out perfectly. So it's like, I have no idea what the number is going to be. So what does everybody think the number is going to be? I'm going to go, I'm just going to write this down and see who's right. And whoever gets it right, is going to get a set of steak knives. So, so Ashley. 69. You think it's going to be 69? I knew someone was going to say that. I mean, I want it to be. I, I knew someone I was going to gonna say that. If you would have asked Josh, I guarantee yeah. that's the number he would have picked, too. Okay. Uh, all right. Melissa, what do you want? Let me go 72. 72. Well, it's not quite a Price is Right big time move. You left her 70 and 71, but that's pretty close. Coder, what do you got? I'm going to say 68. 68. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. And this is when Josh goes $1. Uh, Josh. <laughs> uh, 61. 60. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay. Wow. You guys are thinking it's that close. That's We're like, all gonna die. This Josh, you're <laughs> like next, me out, man. Next episode, he's like, <laughs> "This is when you guys turn on each other just to win the the steak knives." Uh, yeah. And see, I guess what would Long do? Let me do like I'm gonna roll a d100 and add it to 60. All right, Long's gonna go 88. Long thinks we got 28 more. Oh god, 28 more episodes. I don't think we got 28. I'm gonna go. I see where it's 88 episodes. You're going to see some serious shit. I mean, you might get to it. I mean, you guys might be an advanced tier by then, right? How many of you, you guys, some of you are close, but like, uh, Josh, how close is Bear? He's, oh, I'm I'm the closest thing. Yeah. Because I've been kicking for a while. You've been here since the beginning. You're the only OG left. Or are you? Ooh. Ooh. Um. So how close are you? How many more advancements do you get? Uh, I need one, two, three, four, five, six more. Okay, so that's like twelve hundred, and then you would need another three hundred to get oh, yeah to the advanced tier. So that's fifteen hundred more RP. We usually do about one hundred and fifty or so per ep, uh, but I've been nice lately in giving two hundred. So I mean, you might be able to get advanced tier and then die immediately afterwards. Probably. <laughs> that's, that's how this works. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, Jeff, that I don't think any of my characters have ever died in your campaigns. Do you know why that is? Because you're a coward. You're too nice. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I, th- I thought, uh, well, I guess it wasn't I canon think. that Iggy died. 
Oh yeah, Iggy Iggy Gold Dust. Yeah. yeah. Horrible things happen to Iggy Gold Dust. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was my first character. Off yeah. He just moved off, off screen. screen. Yeah. So it's Iggy Do- Gold Dust. Uh and then you had the Skitter Bander in the Starfinder campaign. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was stupid Skitter Bander. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> they were cool. Yeah. I actually really like this like your story and how in your in our Starfinder campaign, you had your brother-in-law. Like you, you, you like okay. So you were I can't remember the name of your class. Do you remember? Uh, it was like Mystic or something. Yeah, it was like a healer, pretty much. And you could like, it, but you were doing like stuff with people's brains. And so oh, the yeah. backstory was that you did something with the brother-in-law's brain, and he like went crazy because of it. Like, yeah, your magic just didn't. You didn't quite have a good hold of it. And so later in the campaign. He showed up at a certain point and like abducted everybody and forced them to go through some weird like serum like wedding ceremony on yeah, top of a ship. Nice. That was yeah, one of my was creepy. That was one of my favorite adventures. I actually really want to write that adventure up and make it like you know more genre agnostic uh, or system agnostic, yeah, yeah. as you say, because that was kind of fun. Just waking up and being like, "Okay, this is weird. We're at a wedding." Cool. Uh, but all right, so I'll guess to do list. Kill Josh's character is what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> um, it's got to happen someday. And we were kind of close to getting a death last week as Lavinia went to cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Crit failed, uh, moved right up to the, the ledge. And we did like a D, I can't remember, it was a D10 or a D6 roll, which allowed yeah. you to, and if it were to roll one way, you would have fallen and died because it was like a couple hundred foot drop that would have killed you or you would have. You know, that would have been pretty cool, though. I would do okay, but like the one thing, yeah. So like the one thing about Lavinia is like she's the last one left between her and Stekus, who had those weird, weird dreams. Remember? And so mm-hmm. Stekus, uh, sadly, Coder, sorry, uh, got his head, you know, caved in by a howl bear, and you know that's no more. Um, but uh, you know these things happen. All right, so. Uh, we had a fun little cliffhanger at the end. So last last time to catch us up on the story, the group has has headed out from Fort Yeager uh, to try and catch up with this uh, this apparent wagon that's carrying a bunch of probably you know friends and vertimites that uh, that possibly survive the attack uh, by the marauders, and you're trying to catch them along the way. Uh, some bad stuff has already happened pretty quickly, and you've been hanging out at the drum, which is this Umbat Nor lookout post. And your arrival there was was strange because something had driven the previous occupants crazy uh, to the point where they pulled out their eyes and made necklaces and killed each other. Uh, and then you all found this monolith in the river nearby, the Wormack River. And lo and behold, kind of drove some of you crazy. And uh, so maybe that mystery is solved in terms of, I wonder what happened. Why these guys are, oh, that's why. That's why they they went crazy. So two and two. Um, But some, I mean, all of you had like some sort of vision, right? Uh, But uh, some of you had more lasting effects is like once you all woke up in this like very precise circle, like heads, like heads right next to each other and like this little spoky spiral, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lavinia like bolted bear chase after her, got another horse killed. Uh, 
Eventually, Lavinia tried to cut the throat of Jurin, this new uh, Umbat Nora NPC ally who previously didn't have a name. And uh, eventually, despite she was going crazy, it didn't even seem like Lavinia anymore. Uh, you all kind of subdued her. And then he went and took naps because it's he never really got any rest. And then later that afternoon, as we were approaching evening, okay, so the sun is is started to set. Um, and so if any of you poke out the northern and the southern lookout windows, you can see that the sun has, has started to set to the west below the Fellerak Mountains. You uh, you hear kind of someone, you know, some people talking, someone calling out, and all of you poke out from your rooms, with the exception of Luvinia, who has been bound and gagged and has been hidden in one of these these apartments, uh, you see a handful of Umbat Nor who have come back to the drum because they saw the signal, and they're checking things out, and as they're removing their 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 kind of camouflage masks, um, one of them is Emma Lee from the very beginning, and locks eyes with Bear, and that's where we're going to start up. So, everything I just said, set up the scene. Uh, say, Bear, you're by the stairs going up to the second floor. Emily, you're speaking with Juren and Drunk and some of the others who just arrived. Uh, you're part of your own group, about six people or so. And you arrive. They're, Juren and, and Drunk are filling you in on what the hell happened with this crazy woman who is now bound and gagged inside of one of these small apartments and people are asking questions like, did she kill all of these? Like, and, and then Jordan's like, no, 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 no. I mean, she didn't kill anybody. She nearly killed me. But other than that, you know, whatever. So bear, how do you react to seeing Emily and Emily? How do you react to seeing bear? I'll like get up and be like, Oh my word. I, I always had a feeling you were out there somewhere. You're always a tough cookie to put down. And Emily will kind of like look at you and I feel like it'll take a second, but then she'll place you. And her first question would be, where's, where's Bruno? And looking around, you also notice that not only is Bruno not here, but Bear's the only one here from the group of you that left out of Vicehaven almost four months ago. Like like four months ago, like you had worked she, together, yeah, yeah, and she'll like look around to get a head count and be like, well, "Why why are you the only one here?" Uh, I guess I could fill her in. Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah, and so you you kind of relay. We don't mm-hmm. have to you know have to act it out or anything, but uh, yeah, you relay, you update. Uh, the last thing you knew about Bruno specifically was that he was probably captured by the marauders uh when you were kind of chasing down Cressida, you think because he had turned back to try to help a kid the chadwick kid like maybe he had some second thoughts or something like that but yeah we thought the abbey or something yeah never got that any kind of confirmation on that uh yeah yeah. you just left him in town with people that he doesn't know he got very injured, and he was attached to uh, Cressida, as you know. Uh, Which, so, that's a terrible idea. Leave him with the weird yeah, witch woman. He didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> he was pretty insistent on staying. But, yeah, looking back on it, it was not good. She rubbed off on him in many bad ways. 
Anyways, <laughs> where have you been? We searched for you for hours on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> like well, three. I was unconscious for quite a while, but I distinctly remember laying there in blood looking at you and you weren't breathing. Yeah, I still have scars from that and many more. You can fill me in on another time. It looks like you guys are busy. And at that, you can see that a few of the other uh, folks that were with Emily, because Emily, you are not like you're a low woman on the totem pole here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that you, you know, the people that you're with, like you guys all run like Dronk would know this as well. Arave would know this uh, are all these little small scouting groups and such here and there. And they kind of rotate and look around do different things. And so your group is here. Uh, you didn't come from the uh, the West. You didn't come from like the, the fell rocks. This, you didn't come from the shattered peak. You just happened to see this big old bonfire over by the drum and you all uh, came in and investigated is kind of what's going on. So you all were down by Lake Odenook uh, in the Bristlewood and you, which is like on the Western side of, of the lake. And, you know, it took you about eight hours to get here, but when the light kind of burst up, you know, and it's just, you, you hustled, uh, and this is this is what you found. Um, Drunk uh, and Juran, I'm sure, were, and probably Arave, were, were kind of filling in folks on, on what happened. Um, but uh, you have the only, like, surviving strangeness um, is Lavinia, who is bound and gagged and has actually fallen asleep uh, at this point. And... That monolith that is out in the river. It's probably the only two things that, that, that sort of stand out at this point. Um, so, assume everyone's been caught up on everything. Mm-hmm. Who's taking lead on, on what happens next? Wasn't Lavinia, like, turning to ice or something? She had, like, ice crystals on her? You saw a little thing on her jaw. Like, these little... They almost It almost looked like she'd just been, like sitting inside of a walk-in freezer for a really long time. And like she had some ice on her chin, but it looked like it was actually more like growths that were kind of cold and and, and white. Okay. I kind of want to see if we can destroy that monolith thing. It's some bad juju. Uh, Uh, I don't think we should go anywhere near that. Just don't know how else we can restore Lavinia. Uh, were you guys up for trying that? Yeah, Arave, drunk. I would. I would rather not see a horrible vision of me being decapitated again and rolling down a mountain. Thanks. That was one of my favorite scenes, by the way. The fact, like, oh, this is what you see. Like, but your head was decapitated the whole time. So, (laughs) anyway, go ahead, Arave. If there is a way to destroy it without getting ten yards close to it uh it seems worth a try if we have already one group that has destroyed itself as a result of its effects and we were nearly the second group to um kind of take each other out it would would be wise or at least as was mentioned last episode putting a sign that says stay away don't go near it yeah uh yeah i mean all of you have shaken off the fear at this point so you're no longer suffering from fear um and you did take a take an afternoon nap uh, so you can go ahead and move your peril back up to an imperiled. Um, I'm, I'm still not ready to call this a safe space yet. Uh, 
so we'll say imperiled. Uh, you're feeling better, I would say, generally. I don't know what you're physically feeling like, but you're generally feeling better. Um, but the the newest folks who arrive, the people who arrive with Emily, um, they're going to go ahead and like sort of start to occupy the place. Like this is like, okay, well, I mean, someone needs to stay here. And so Juran and the rest of them, the new ones will start cleaning up because, you know, things weren't that greatly cleaned. Like the bodies were taken, like Juran and Bear spent some time bringing the bodies down and, and, and whatnot, but you haven't like really, I'm not sure if we really buried them or anything yet. So a lot of that's going to start getting taken care of by these new folks. Um, so there's the odds and ends. So you guys are free to do what you want. Are we still suffering from the side effects? Like Hubert's backwards leg and... After you wake up, uh, no. You can you look over at Hubert, who who somehow managed to fall asleep, and his leg has straightened again. Uh, That's a really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks... He, and he's... Uh, Longley's not here, so unfortunately, uh, I am playing the, uh, the role of Hubert tonight. Uh, so I'm going to attack everybody and say something <laughs> stupid. Um, what? But uh, no, his his leg looks fine. All of you, the rest of you feel a little bit better. Um, so the little effects that you had seem to have been kind of wearing off over the course of the day. And at yeah. the yeah, at this point, it's been a while. Like for Bear, it's been like the the shortest amount of time. But even still, it's been hours and hours since you all kind of interacted with that thing. Okay, maybe we'll just check on Lavinia. Maybe that'll go away, like everyone else's afflictions. Uh, you know she's in a, uh, she's in one of the apartments. One of the Lumbet Noir has been, been kind of left to watch her, uh, so she is is sitting out in the hall. She pulled up a barrel crate, just kind of whittling away at something while keeping an eye on, on Lavinia. Yeah, I'll go uh, check in on her. Okay, if I can. <laughs> and when you when you go to check in on her, um, she's dead. No, just kidding. No. no, she's sleeping, but you get up there and, and she's she's bound. Like they have her, her ankle bound at the ankles and, and the wrists. And she's they gagged her mouth because she was a spellcaster and she could talk and say things and such. And so it was just more of And I was just generally annoyed by her. Yeah. Uh so what do you do when you go to check uh, on her? Yeah. Does she have those ice crystals on her still? Uh she does indeed. Is is she like cold to the touch? Uh, when you touch her skin, she's no colder than you or anyone else, really. Um, if you touch the ice crystals, they do feel very cold. That's weird. But like parts well, of parts of her arms her and everything hand are fine. Where she was holding the rock. Uh, you take a look at it. There's just surface abrasions, but nothing, nothing too terrible. Okay. At this point, she wakes up with you poking I'll ask around her. Uh, the Unbet Nor guy, if they ever heard of a disease where they like grow ice crystals out of their face uh no <laughs> can't say so uh if you would like um you could roll a folklore test um let's see uh, for you i'll say um you know just make it challenging um Aravay or drunk are you around i would have uh, gone with him okay Sure, sure. I was just, t- I don't know if it was brought up last time, but I wanted to make sure that I had shared my dream with Arave because she had mentioned, uh, okay. I'm trying to remember, uh, the, the name, but I brought up the dread count and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I would say like pretty much 
I would say any anyone in the Ubernet war would have a, a, a kind of a general understanding of like some of the more powerful players that flock down from the northern chaotic territories, the top of the world. And so there is a specific figure that has been known to cause some havoc, has destroyed a stronghold or two that you all would know that the Umbat Noor have actually extended themselves further into the north, but they had to retreat back into the into kind of the safety, so to speak, of the Felrock Mountains. So um yeah, you would all know generally who that figure is. Like this it's a very specific a specific individual that seems to be um, one of the the primary uh, leader, you know, leadership role of like these these marauder groups that come down. Um, let's get back to that folklore test. So, uh, if you're both around, uh, so Arave and Drunk, you can go ahead and roll this as well. So you can all do folklores. Um, you can, I'll say, Josh, have Bear do it at challenging. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll say easy for the, those of you in the Umbet Noir. Can I assist one of them instead? You, my stat's pretty low, but I do have a point in Sure. It. So, Dronk, why don't you roll yours uh, with an assist die? Survey passed. Okay. Uh, and then, okay, so both of you passed. Uh, okay, so you've heard stories um, about a an old crone, like an old ancient which that uh, there's there's sort of disagreement in the in the lore in terms of like how she gained her powers or whether or not she's kind of part of the evil that flocks down from the north or separate antagonistic towards it. So like her her specific motivations are unclear, but um, you know that some of the the folks in the north that don't necessarily ally with the Umbet Norn, don't necessarily ally with the marauders that come down, but like this own own kind of fringe group, maybe even smaller pockets within the Umbet Nor themselves have have started to worship or respect her, known as the Witch Queen. Um and that magicians like casters and such who devote themselves to this particular entity um, they 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 go by a specific name, and uh, they're called rhyme maidens, and they tend to manifest these small little um, like pustules here and there of like icy rhyme, um, and that might be what you're seeing here. Mm, that is strange. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of like a, like a witch god, so to speak. You know, I want to think about that, like like a deity or an entity that a lot of witches might might pray to is too strong uh, a word but revere and so if someone becomes a rhyme maiden that would be our understanding that that is a permanent change that they are now a rhyme maiden who follows the witch queen not something that we expect to kind of sleep off uh so in the terms of the mechanics of the game rhyme maiden is a profession (laughs) uh but what's peculiar here is that you all i would say bear and Hubert, know Lavinia decently well. She's definitely a caster. She's never shown any particular leanings in that direction. She has a interest in the elements, I think is fair, Ashley, right? Uh, being Yes, she's an elementalist. Yeah. So she's 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 shown a propensity, surprisingly enough, for actually Earth. Like you can know that one of her go-to spells is like this she has this ability to kind of like just 
dip into the earth and appear somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, like the edge of a cliff, even. Yeah. So like, but this is new. Um, this is definitely new, and she's never, as far as any of you are aware, uttered any kind of leanings. You know, she's been having some strange dreams, and and the her interactions with uh with some of the folks that she's run into along the way, like Marlon Pfeiffer have been kind of peculiar. Um, uh, but you know, she's never, she's never really talked about it too much, or she's never really shown a willingness to follow something like that. Uh, how much, how much would Lavinia have said? Like, cause Lavinia has had some like weird dreams. Um, honestly, probably not a lot because okay. growing up as she did as a hedge, witch, they tend to get hunted down for like their spell casting. Mm-hmm. So she probably would have buried that a bit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you just know that she's, she's had a rough time. She's been tired of late and everything like that, but I would say you've never seen her do any kind of like weird dark magics or you never seen her manifest into ice or even really manipulate ice, to be honest. This is this is very odd. Yeah, I wanna if someone wants to come with, I wanna go back to that obelisk thing. Okay. Maybe like we can get a big rope and if I collapse, he can just pull me out. I'll just have a go at it, do what I do best and chop stuff down. Before we leave, Arave would wanna reach over and pull the Gag down from Lavinia. Okay. Um, and just generally ask, uh, you feeling any better this morning? Or you feeling any better this afternoon? You are. You're yeah. disoriented and confused as hell and have a lot of black in your in your memory about certain um, things. Why am I tied up? <laughs> Is this I don't um excuse me, but uh this, I, I did not. Um, who are you? Why it am is, I here? Uh, it is comforting <laughs> actually to hear your voice again. Um, if you recall, we all went down to investigate the obelisk. We all had odd responses to that. You, however, uh, were a bit on the violent side, uh, put a knife to Jern's neck, and so we had to uh, restrain you. But I'm but Please. I'm I'm just now waking up. I'm indeed. I, where's I want Bear? Bear's right there because he was the one who oh, initiated yeah. this. So he's he's he's. Oh. We'll say he's like hanging. Arave in the will step aside. I'm assuming she's like there. facing like Arave and like doesn't yeah, see fine. Bear. You're next to each other. It's all good. So Bear's there, and she'll like raise her hands up. Please release me. What? You look out into the uh, hall and you can see that the 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 guard, the person who's been assigned to guard, like Jern will probably walk by as well, the one who who Lavinia attacked. Like, no. <laughs> Not yet. If she could do fancy spells and such, she could easily just be I lying. Just woke up, are you um what? He shows you did try to kill him. He shows you like the kind of cut that he has along his throat now or you and lavinia will gasp and be like i my pack i have bandages in my pack and and i have honey and i am who did that to you you uh, did it's been a crazy and she's gonna time. look at bear and she's gonna be absolutely frightened and she's like i i did not i don't what do you remember from we that d- i was trying to get you would know a few things like you you would like as they start to tell you about stuff 
mm-hmm. you're going to start to get like the faintest of memories. Like, but it almost feels like it's a dream. Like it's just like a weird dream you had. You probably don't have like a hundred percent recollection, but you would certainly remember like the vision that you had when okay. you were near the monolith. You would have sort of vague recollections of running through the snow, being chased by bear and nearly falling off a cliff and stuff like that. But again, a lot of it just feels like you just woke up from a dream. Are you sure that I wasn't just sleeping? Um, Like, are you guys playing one of your jokes on me? Because if you are, I don't find it very funny. No, no, no jokes. Um, What did, what was that rock you were holding? It was a piece of the, the monolith. I, I was taking a sample so I could determine what it is made out of. And then we all fell asleep. And then I saw the lady under the water. Oh. And yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel any different? Because you're kind of icy now. I mean, we were sleeping out in the snow. That's all I could think of, maybe. Uh, drunk in Erevé. Uh, when she mentions the lady under the water, uh, you probably, because I'm going to roll over your folklore tests. Um, okay. That would definitely, like, kind of catch your attention. Like, wait, like, like what did you just say? It's it's not, again, neither of you are of a profession that would necessarily have a great deal of understanding of this. But both of you rolled good folklore tests. And you would know that there, um, that is, again, a reference or imagery that's associated with that witch queen, witch queen person, uh, or entity. And yeah, like, and like, that's again, something that would just reinforce what you've already heard. And, um, the idea of having like dreams about a woman underwater or under ice, you have probably encountered that a couple times here and there where certain folks within the Umbat Noor, um, have gone a little crazy. Um, a bit and have gotten restless and have gone over and over, gone on and on about this and have gone on strange like pilgrimages uh, and have like just suddenly disappeared in the night after recent time. And so like, it's, it's kind of a thing at this point. You're saying that doesn't turn out well for them. uh, No, not necessarily because they never really come back. So you don't know. They could all just be just fine. The quality of their membership as party members seems to decline after such a thing. Fair enough. Uh, so Arave will turn to Lavinia and just ask, what what did this woman look like that you saw in your dream? Uh, yeah, you would know. Like, I can't remember how I described her, but basically like uh, elvish type descent look like some, mm-hmm. the, the, the things that you're seeing on your, on your, on your chin or what they're describing on your chin. Yeah. You definitely see some like frosty bits here and there. Um, Not old, not young, you know, like kind of ageless in a way, Um, but also underwater. So like, there's like this weird kind of bluish whitish film. Um, But that's about it. Would this also have any correlation with like the rabbit that was under the water talking to me? Uh, I mean, if you want to convey that, you can, but like, uh, she won't. Okay. That was just me, kind of. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. was trying to lead me into some nonsense, Jeff. I don't know. Stekus isn't here anymore. Who's Stekus? 
Who stick? Who are you? Well, to be fair, drunk is drunk. Drunk's gonna die pretty quickly too. I got to take him off the board. He's way too strong. Um, some might say strunk. Oh, uh, new name. <laughs> new name. Drunk the strunk. <laughs> um, okay. So this conversation's at you know kind of, but I, I would say all of you, th- those of you of the minority, like she's somehow touched or connected to the same types of things that you've heard and, and, and you know that folks have Emily wouldn't really know this kind of stuff yet this is stuff that you have to be in the in this society for a little bit longer uh, but the rest of you uh, definitely so Lavinia I understand this has been a bit of an ordeal for you but we need to leave you secured for the time being um, when we have known individuals who have been similarly afflicted uh this is not just a you know take a three-hour nap and everything is fine and everything is safe this seems to last for a bit of time uh so we're gonna go ahead and leave you here make sure you're you're fed and you've got some water and we're gonna see what we might want to do about that obelisk out there but i'm glad that you're feeling better for now yeah just think of it as some time to rest your your uh messed up leg again but we'll be back before too long that is but true what about charlotte the pain has come why back are, by the way yeah <laughs> okay. why are we wasting more time with this obelisk when we have to go get charlotte yes uh we do need to get her but this obelisk is gonna cause a lot of harm if we leave it how it is how will it cause harm just don't approach it or touch it that's how it got us Curiosity is a strong thing in most people. Also, if you Everybody's leave a sign, you would know that most people don't read. So. <laughs> Not necessarily. Okay, so everybody leave the room. Uh, who's going with Arabe? I guess I will go to make sure that uh, nothing too terrible happens, possibly. But I'm not going near that thing. I want to stay like 20 yards, 10, 20 yards away from it, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Hubert kind of plucking kind of a, a, a you know a, a clumsy f- feather or something from his from his coat of feathers uh and just eating on it just 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 eating it and then he's like oh my God. okay i'll go and uh he'll join arabe who else yeah i'll go and bring some rope too okay um so you so- hu- you hustle out because it is like you're losing light so if you go fast you might be able to get there before you know before darkness um so you hustle and you get out, and it's again only about a quarter of a mile away. The light has gone down. It's a kind of a a weird sky because like the sun's still up, but there's this whole mountain range in the way of it, so you can't really see a ton. Uh, but you get within about fifty yards or so, uh, and when you look, you you uh, you you can see it's still there. Um, go ahead and roll uh, whoever wants, uh, whoever's leading this little party. Uh, roll an awareness test. It's standards, fine. Uh, not me, please. Okay, Arabe. Okay. Uh, Arabe passed with a 19. Perfect. So uh, from this distance, you immediately, I mean, you still see it, but there's something you, you notice that's different. Um, it just it just doesn't have that kind of strange little aura about it. Like there was this kind of faint glow. When you look at it, it like you don't see the kind of reddish veins as you approach even closer and 
when you're within about 20 yards, you can see that it just looks like gray stone. Like it's hewn on, you know, for sure. So it's it's flat and such. And uh, but looking at it, it just looks like every other type of blue gray rock that you see in the uh, in the landscape. This is interesting. It's definitely changed since the last time we were here. And Bear, when you came to find us, it was warm and had a glow to it, yes? Yeah. Was it? Do you remember? Was it like a full moon or something weird? Uh, No. No. Uh, interesting. And we don't understand the writing on it at all. Or was there writing? Uh, No, not really. I mean, there was some symbology on it and such. Um. You, I think you would, you definitely wouldn't bear. Uh, I can't I had to look at it. That's what got me to begin with. Yeah. Like when you got to, I can't remember if I made your roll or not yet. I should have listened back. Um, but when you go, if you, if you get close again, you can, you know, but you'd have to get close. I'm not willing to risk it. Did we do the whole rope thing where somebody's tied with a rope and they can be pulled out if they go? Yeah. Okay. So Let's you wrap a, a rope around bear, uh, the, the three of you, including Hubert, hold it while Bear lowers himself down the embankment and gets up close. You don't feel the heat anymore uh, that you felt when you first arrived. Uh, you you don't feel sickly. You know you feel a little bit of nerves, but that's mainly probably from your past experience with this thing. But you get up close to it, and ju- again, it just it, it it almost seems like it's inert. Like you you touch it maybe, and it's just the same blue gay rock that you see everywhere else hmm. uh, there's no sheen to it it looks worn and old you see cracks in it that you didn't see before um hmm. any engravings on it there are yeah i'll let them know that there's i don't understand it though but there is writing and it seems to be safe Arave will venture over okay um roll a challenging folklore test this is for seeing if you can discern the general gist of the engravings that are on there. Um, Drunk, you can do the same thing, if, but you would have to get up close. That is a fail with a 97. We have uh, new fortune points if you want to reroll. Yes, I would like to. Go right ahead. Uh, Drunk, you staying back? Oh, yeah. Okay. That is a fail with a 92. I yeah. always roll it in the 90s on rerolls. Yeah, it was a good decade. Um, can't tell. Um, you look at it, uh, you feel a general sense of unease and, and anger, uh, but yeah, you probably don't know specifically what it says. Can't discern it. Mm-hmm. It's not your. It's not the language of the Umbed Norm, that's for certain. You might have seen this type of engravings vaguely or rarely, Okay. but it's a civilization or gibberish, who knows? Can I try to remember a small portion like i'm assuming it's complicated and it's not something i can commit to memory but can i commit a symbol or two maybe to memory to try to ask someone else roll scrutinize test uh at challenging and this will determine how much you can kind of get into your memory okay because you're just keeping it in memory that it's a fail with a 61 okay so you do your best Uh, i think i'm gonna remember like i'm gonna mm -hmm. Be pretty confident <laughs> when I try to do it later. I'll just draw it all wrong. You can hit another portion point if you want. You got four more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead maybe re- it'll be important. Go ahead and reroll. Engravings on like strange obelisks and monoliths that randomly screw over the party and make them go insane are probably not that important. 
but I but I failed this time with a 51. That's four straight fails for you. Um, <laughs> I know. I think that means Aravay's dead now. I could be wrong. She's definitely suffering in Thanks. I've been getting some Zweihander rules wrong lately. <laughs> some of my other games. Out. Um, okay. 34% rating. Uh, all right. So I know. Yeah. She, as well, 34 unscrutinized. Terrible. Um, but you, yeah, you don't get any heat. You don't get this. You don't get any. You don't feel weird. It's not screwing with you. Like you even touched it. Both of you, Bear and, and Arave. Hubert comes up, probably pees on it or something, and he's fine. <laughs> that's what happens when you're not here yeah he's like he just keeps plucking feathers out of his uh his arms and such and just eating them that's that's really bizarre yeah it's hubert Hervé is going to turn to bear and ask if he thinks he would be able to uh maybe cut through this stone if he has um equipment on him that would be able to kind of chisel through this and maybe we can um disconnect a piece of it to bring back and leave it uh not whole uh yeah i can certainly try okay um go ahead i i, I won't make your roll a trade crap because i think you can do this it's just a question of how long it takes and how much you know effort it is so i'll instead ask for a toughness test uh so you can go ahead and roll a toughness test uh standards fine let's see how long this takes and let's see how tired you get from it that's a two yeah so pretty good yeah when you get up to it and you start like chiseling and hammering away at it you realize that it's it's not only does it look like regular stone it's actually weaker than regular stone it's like you gotta hit it and it kind of crumbles super easily um surprisingly easily uh so everything Mm. everything's it almost feels like incredibly dried out and like it lacks mass Um, but yeah you're it, it kind of crumbles a bit too so you can easily crumble this up if you wanted you can take a chunk yeah i'll take like a readable or legible part and then i'll just see if i can smash it to bits with Mm -hmm. the mall yeah no problem so you take a chunk that's got some some glyphs on it and then you smash the rest of it into dust and uh break a couple bits of the ice of the river and just let the dust kind of sift into the water and settle down onto the bed and that's it it's and it's gone good riddance uh so you pack it away and do you return? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, drunk in Arave, go ahead and roll an awareness test at routine. Okay. I'm turning around my luck right here. This is where it happens. I failed. How'd you do, Arave? <laughs> I also failed. Okay. Even worse than you did. Rolling in the night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> use a reroll this time. Okay. Me. Okay. We're running out of them. Oh boy. Oh boy! Oh, I go. succeed this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, the sun went down. That's what I was doing. Just wanted to see if the sun went down. Uh, <laughs> you notice because uh, you are right on the eastern eastern side of the Wormack River, and you can look to the northwest, and it's probably about a couple miles away, but up into the Shattered Peaks, and the Shattered Peak is is. If you if you listen to the lore, right, like the mythology behind it, it was once a very big mountain that crumbled. Um, it used to be kind of a like a home for giants, and like it was crumbled down into bits. Uh, so like the Nephilim, the Jotun is what kind of is the Umbat Nor term for them, um, crumbled, uh, and like the home was sort of destroyed. And now it's just a series of very small but jagged peaks, and you would know that like there's. 
you, 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 there's, there's places up there where the Umet Noir have gone. Um, you, uh, you, as you're, as you're kind of turning the pack and, and, and move around, you notice something fall from the sky and smash into parts of the, the shattered peak, like a couple miles away. Like everyone else is probably looking the other way, but it just sort of smashes into it. And you can see it's a, you don't hear anything, but it was actually a fairly violent explosion. Like you can so see. So like, yeah. Wow. Uh, I'll mention, did anyone else see the like big explosion on top of the mountains over there? And when you turn to look, um, it's dark at this point, um, but not not 100% uh, because of how quickly Bear was able to take care of things. But you can see that there's like silt and dust and maybe smoke coming up, and it's several miles away uh, to the northwest. But you can see it. Uh, no, I didn't see it, but now that... Yeah, I see something there now. Is there a Umbat Nor over there at all? Or what is over there? Uh you would know. Um you would know that there is a uh there was a mine there by some of these invaders, these intruders, uh that uh wasn't supposed to be there. You would know that further up into the mountains, there is a fairly large kind of stronghold slash city uh, of the Umbenor. I'll just mention that there's a mine uh, over there. That's where the, uh, it's where the, like I can bring about the lore of like, that's where it used to be the big thing in case they don't know, but the, or he doesn't know about the giants and the crumbling mountain and stuff. But other than that, yeah, did they use dynamite for mining, or what the heck was it? Uh, you would know that the mine is no longer active. Yeah, they were dealt with uh, a while back. Yeah, that that that's not what that is. Oh, I I just saw the explosion. I didn't see anything else. You saw something like literally come out of the Fall, sky. Yeah, like 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 a shooting star or mm-hmm. something, or like like a okay. meteor, shooter star, yeah. or something like that, just smashed into the side of it. It was so, something from the sky smashed into. You, yeah, you just happened to be the last person that was like looking across the river. Everyone else had already turned their back, um, and you can see that that, that this big tuft of dirt and bits of rocks and some stuff. You you know you you probably for a moment you might get nervous, like oh oh shit. Did that hit? And then you realize now that it's, it's it's too further. It's not. It's not. Doesn't look like it got close enough to the to the home. But they might have felt it. And who knows what other things could be transpiring? It could cascade into avalanches, landslides, stuff like that. But it didn't look like it was immediately hit. But something landed. Yeah. So it's like a a meteor or something. Exactly. From, from the sky fell over there. Something from the veil of stars above. Oh. Well, I think I know that's in the sky around here is frost worms and owl or howl bears. I don't want anything to do with that. It was the it was the half eaten body of Stekus. No. He was he was a very dense guy. <laughs> he was a very dense man. Uh, okay, so do you guys go back or do you go and investigate this? Well, let's quicken our pace back to the drum. Okay, because it's gonna it's several miles away. I mean that's 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 a day's travel to and get to over there. We're, we're going back to the drum. Okay. So you head back to the drum, um, fill in the other folks there who are concerned, obviously, uh, but uh, there's a little bit of a discussion into the night, like, what do we do? Um, the consensus from 
the umbent nor is that there's going like they're sending like it's someone needs to go and then and, and check like now this is also the north northwest um they have to deal with the fact that this particular lookout needs to stay occupied uh because it is the best lookout into the the dead stone follow that that area where the warm rack the warmack river flows through which is kind of an open way into these these southern areas so that that needs to be occupied um but definitely someone needs to go check in on that and what the hell just happened. Now, the two places aren't immensely in the wrong directions, in separate directions. So I'll ping it on the map for you all. Uh, but you can see on our map, like north to the no- like north, slightly northeast of you, um, several miles away, is the Dead Stenfalla. And on a good day, you can see all the way to it. And so if there is ever an army or even Jotun or anything, like uh, moving down south, you would see them. Individuals can probably hide, but like not huge, huge uh, marauding groups and such. And then the Shattered Peak is more to the northwest. And so I just pinged on the map for you there. It would be somewhere over there. So they're not in entirely the same direction. They're in slightly different directions. You still got to go north, but it would be out of your way. Um, but there is a discussion in terms of who's going where. And Erve was like our guide pretty mm-hmm. much out Air- of here, right? Airbase with you guys. Uh, the question, yeah, the, yeah. The plan that we were going to do was to go around or go through the Deadstone Falla, mm-hmm. partly because Lavinia still has a bad leg, and so the better path to get to where we want to go was going to be going through Deadstone Falla and then cutting back to the west and southwest on the backside and trying to catch them before exactly. they they hit into the the large taiga of the. And that leads to the north because there's a lot of flat land between the final foothills, the northern foothills of the of the fell rocks. Then eventually, the the mountains go down and it becomes this long, flat, empty wasteland of ice before you get to the plateau ring at the top of the world. Mm-hmm. So maybe like Duran and Emily can come with us, then we can split our ways once we get there. If everything's okay. Uh, Dronk. Do you mean Dronk? Dronk's Coder's character. Jiren's the NPC. Oh, yeah. I'm like Emily <laughs> and like Darren would go over Port Bay. I want Josh to be like, no, I'd rather the NPC. <laughs> 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 okay. Darren. Um, you, call, you keep calling him. It's, it's a J. It's Jiren, not Darren. Oh. You don't even know his name. <laughs> you're, co- you're combining the first letter of Dronk. And- yeah. Okay. Um, so. Where is it that you're like the group from Fort Yeager wants to go? What do you, what do you want to do? What's the decision? Now that there are other Umbat Nor here, um, one of the first things that Erevay wants to make sure to share in terms of information was that um, Colonel Yeager had specifically said that if um, anything comes up with the Dread Count, to make sure that other folks are aware and can take care of that. Um, and so since Drunk did inform me that that was part of his dream. I do want to make sure that that information is widely spread with all of the Umbat Nor that are present, that that was part of the dream, um, just to make sure that everybody kind of has that information. Um, Erevay's vote would be that we continue on the mission that we originally had. There are other Umbat Nor here who can take care of the other things that have happened. Um, and we have a task that we're here to accomplish. Baron yeah, Drunk. I think they can handle it, then yeah, definitely. Okay. Can just carry on. Okay. Yeah. 
drunk. You have to make a decision. Like you're new. Do you want to go? What do you want to do? Like you, you hear this, this notion, like the, 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 the thing you saw in your vision based and then the thing that, you know, the, the count that Arave mentions that Fort, that Jaeger mentioned and such, I think you, you kind of get a vague idea of whoever this is. So uh, how, uh, what, what would drunk want to do at this point? Most of the people he was traveling with passed and he's got a f- somewhat of a decent history with Erve. So he's wanting to look for some sort of semblance of normalcy with people that he's comfortable with. And that's the person he's most comfortable with since okay. the, I, I don't want to mispronounce his name with a J, so I'm not going to try it. But since Jurin, it's not hard. Jurin <laughs> is uh, newer. He hasn't known him as long. Okay. So. Um. All right. Fair enough. And then, I mean, Hubert eats a couple more feathers. And he's like, okay. Uh, and then, uh, then Lavinia, Emily, uh, Ashley, you got to make a choice. Yeah, I know you haven't actually made your choice, but. Um, <laughs> So this is this is the big choice. I'm not you're not you're not taking two characters. Uh you're, no, you're, I know. you're picking you're picking one to go with the group. Uh and it's up to you which one. I don't care which. Like I think either can be justified in this situation. So putting you on the spot. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, Lavinia would be too tired and kind of frightened to want to go forward. But didn't you just make the argument about Charlotte? True. But then her leg pain kicked in, and I only have a few more tinctures left. Okay. All right. You're going to stay with all these strangers and go investigate a mountain? You guys all just told me you can't trust me and (laughs) that I'm going to stay tied up regardless. So, Well, you're staying tied up here. Yeah, and not... With Bear, you might not stay tied up. Run over a horse. Well, you're just quarantined for a bit. We'll let you out once you're clear. Okay. Uh, so two weeks. Okay. <laughs> so you you convince, or maybe Emily is like kind of ordered or compelled or volunteers to go. It bears still around. I can let her know that there was a bunch of people from mm-hmm. uh, Verdum that were being caravaned away, and, and one of them Bruno could be Bruno. Might be, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, all right. So Lavinia is dead. What? What? To us. Okay. I mean, she runs to the north and That's fine. All right. So accepts her fate. If you could change your fate. Could you? Could you? <laughs> um all right. You guys get some food, get some rest, wake up the next day. Um getting ready to part. Uh you can see that groups have started to get organized. Uh Jurin and a few others are staying here. Uh then the head of like your your group, Emily, and a few others are going uh, to investigate what the hell just happened, what the hell just landed uh, in the Shattered Peak, make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And Emily, you're given permission, and you are told very explicitly that you do whatever drunk and Arave tell you to do, uh, and like like they kind of like mm-hmm. you're you're. You're definitely not in charge. It's yeah, if they tell you helpful. if they tell you to do something, you do it. Um, type of deal. Uh and our Aravay and Drunk told this. 
no, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll told that. Sure. Um, like <laughs> yeah. they'll pull you aside and they'll just say, keep an eye on her. That kind of thing. Um, she's a good fighter, but headstrong and, uh, think she knows better than everybody else. And she sure as hell doesn't, especially about stuff around here. Um, Erebe is going to be overly appreciative of the fact that she just got a little bit of power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to see her like, mm. yeah. I can't promise I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And uh, we head out, and I will go ahead and move. Uh, I'll go ahead and just delete Lavinia because that's it. She's dead. But she's not dead. Boom. But- Done. She's gone. Deleted. They'll reappear just like Emily. <laughs> All right. right. She's going to have like a full on ice beard, which is kind of how I'm picturing this like thing around her chin. And I'm going to okay. kill all of you. <laughs> like, re- I think that's likely. I am really excited uh, about the party without any heels uh, heading north for the final battle. I am super <laughs> excited for this, in fact. Uh, but it. decision's been made. Uh, everyone's gone. Um, Lavinia's going to stay uh, here in, in the drum until probably the next shift because they don't know what they're going into in the shattered peak. So they don't want to bring her around. And plus she can just convalesce here. So or convalesce. Well, she'll probably tell them about her leg and how eventually by then she should be healed up. Okay. And when can you talk, get some heals before we go. Cause her no. face moderately wounded. No, they, they're not unbound. They're, they're not, they're, they're keeping her bound and gag. They don't trust her. Aravay's you gonna... didn't trust me. You think I'm going to heal you after that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot her. Shoot her. You (laughs) gagged me. Okay. You don't remember that. Your memory is still spotty. You remember (laughs) that I ungagged you and talked to you. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you all get your horses. Um, We'll say you managed to recover the other one. So you're you're missing a horse. Uh, So you really only have enough for every rider. You don't actually have the extra, you know, horse that that fell into the river. Uh, we'll say that you recovered the other one that you had left behind. You just ran past because it looks like that one had gotten a, its own vision of like becoming a hamburger at McDonald's or something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it had a vision. Calm down. Like, you know, Coder got his character's head cut off. So, like, come on. Like, let's, let's, let's not split hairs here. Um, did you guys see? Split heads. Did you guys see the new token I put in for uh for long? I did. For I the did. super character, yeah. the bird. I took a I took a little cartoonish bird and put it in there. I should have done that a long time ago. But, but it's like kind of like a Pokemon. Yeah, but we finally actually have up to date tokens because we've been using our the wonderful art that we have uh for uh, for our characters uh from Chenro Yu. He's the one who has worked on our logos. Uh, so not just the logo for Adventures and Lollygagging, like the pilot one, but we've also had like modifications to like the one for our Mutant Year Zero campaign. And now we got a new one coming for uh, some Alien, uh, which is going to be great. And uh, yeah, and so we've got two originals, two OG tokens. We got Emily, we got Bear. And then we've got Dronk and Arave who are who are using art from those Vihander books. And then we've got Hubert as a cartoon <laughs> cartoon bird. <laughs> I was like wondering, I was like, is that the howl or <laughs> No, it's Hubert. <laughs> All right. So everyone says their goodbyes, leaves the drum, and you head out. Uh okay, so I need someone to roll uh navigation. Uh who would like to uh to take lead? Who's gonna scout ahead? I don't have that skill. Okay. Uh, Erebe? Drunk? 
That's more of an Erebe thing. Yep, so I am rolling the scout. So roll navigation at challenging. Uh, yeah. I failed with the 69. Okay. Um, you head east, and you lead them all into the ocean, and you all <laughs> die. All of you are wrong. 60 ended up being the final episode. Okay. <laughs> we right. just walk into the water, and we're like, Arave, um... <laughs> <laughs> Lavinia dodged that bullet. Okay. Um, okay, so most of the travel is is relatively easy. It's it's a light flurries of snow here and there and winds, but for the most part, you just follow the river. Um, along the way, uh, drunk, you would notice uh, that there are these holes in the ground, these uh, rocky holes as if something has burrowed in and out. And you would probably get a little nervous knowing that these are frost worms um, that are creatures that like, they're very large too. And so you can see that the hole itself is probably wide enough for all of you to lower yourselves down. Um, if not more than one of you lower yourselves down at once. But you see across them and you would know that this river is not, you know, it's it's called the Vermac. And it's the reason, there's a reason it has verm in its name uh, because they tend to congregate around here a bit. Um, but you can continue- make sure to share that. Okay. Uh, and so you continue to kind of head north. Uh, who, uh, who wants to do this, this, you know, the kind of the, the stealth test who wants to go out in front, uh, and do the scout. So, uh, I can do that. All right, go ahead. Now the last person who did stealth got killed, uh, by a howl bear. Oh, pass barely. <laughs> barely. Okay. Need a 48. Okay. Unless it's difficult, then I fail. It's challenging, actually. Gosh. So you fail. All right. So you continue to head uh, head north, and eventually you get within uh, great closeness of the Dead Stenfall. Now, this name is kind of a, a strange name. It has to do with this sort of like part of the Umbet Nor culture. It sort of describes like a fallen mountain. And looking at it when you get close it's as if one very narrow mountain peak kind of collapsed or tipped over and and fell westward like almost like a giant tree falling over and split a second peak in two and so you can see that like two mountains that flanked the eastern and western sides of this this river this decently wide river you know a couple a uh, couple dozen yards and it just one fell into the other and just kind of split it and now when you look up, you can see that there's this large stone tipped over mountain that's just above. It's like you're going underneath it. It's a very peculiar looking site. Um, the worm rack runs beneath it. And as you get close, you start to notice that there are these, there's tons and tons, these dozens and dozens uh, of, of these scattered uh, bits of stone and uh, these, these outcroppings of rock that are kind of covered in snow and covered in ice, covered in, in rime. Um, and they're just all over the place in a sort of peculiar way. Like it's just, it's everywhere. And you start to go underneath that massive overarching bridge way above you. Can I grab like a piece of stone and see if it's similar to that obelisk? Okay. Um, roll scrutinize test. Just standard. Uh, yeah, standard's fine. Uh, fail. Okay. Never mind. Do you want to re-roll that? Nah, it's not that important. 
Okay. <laughs> if you say so. So many things. Just curious. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you, you kind of hold it up to one of them. Doesn't look... Doesn't... Can't really tell. Like, everything's kind of covered in snow and grime. You might have to take some time to, like, kind of clean down or wipe down one of these outcroppings of rock, and you might be able to take a better look. Um, let's say Arave and, and Drunk. Um, why don't the two of you roll scrutinized tests? Um, you can roll it standard. Okay. Let's see whether or not maybe you've passed through here before. I'm super bad at that, and I failed. Yeah, you probably have never passed underneath this before, drunk. Like, this is, yeah, not, nor you, unless one of no, you wants to roll. Apparently not. Okay. That's a shame. Um, I'll just keep trying again. Do you want to re-roll? Okay, go ahead. Maybe Emily came this way? No, That's she, she, mo- she mo- <laughs> most certainly did not. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, were you re-rolling? Gosh darn it. Okay. Always in the 90s on the reroll. That's a shame. Uh, Okay. Uh, So you just pass by what looks to be tons and dozens and dozens of these little, you know, not not little. Some of them are actually very large. Uh, And you can see that as you pass, you start to pass underneath this, um, this almost like you're passing underneath a bridge, like this stone bridge. It's about 100 yards above you. You can see. And it's, you know, it's it's on a tilt, uh, but you can see that there's these massive icicles, these enormous icicles that had formed on the underside. Um, and when you look around, you start noticing that a few of them have fallen and kind of pierced into the earth here and there. Uh, and so there's this huge chunky uh, ice blocks uh, here and there have kind of pierced into it. Um, you can also notice that there's you can't tell if they're cracks. Or, or holes, or caves uh, up above you. Like when you look directly up into this this overhanging, uh, overhanging mountain. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to see uh, from this far down. When you get a little further in, uh, you uh, you notice up ahead. Uh, we'll say this is this is drunk because he's probably the most on edge about this. Uh, you see the corpses of two frost worms uh, laying uh, on the side of the river um, western side you say you guys are on the eastern side uh, each of them is at least 10 feet long 15 maybe 20 feet depends on how old they are uh, adolescent or adult um, and they're probably about half as thick so you know 5 to 10 feet thick in, in, in sort of roundness but they have both been draped over this uh, massive rune-carved rock. And you can clearly see that there's these swirling runes in it. And you can also see the third corpse uh, of a frostworm is laying on the ground uh, nearby. Uh, it's been gutted. So you can see like t- like this long cut has gone down this 15-foot-long stomach of this, this creature. Um, the only like somewhat soft sections of this creature. Most of the this the scales on the back and on the sides are, are almost rock-like. Um, and you can see that it's mostly just like this flattened skin. Um, but you can see this drunk from probably about, we'll put it at like a football field length. You're probably about 100 yards away, but you can see this at a distance. Um, everything's big enough to see as you approach, kind of navigating through some of these different fallen bits of rock. Something 
Very strong must have been here to gut and kill these frost worms. Um, obviously, it's going to be hard to tell what killed them. Especially uh, from 100 yards them, away. Yeah. yeah. You need to be really careful. All right. Yeah. We, we have to get closer to find out anything. Let's get closer. So. So it's on the other side of the river. So if you wanted to inspect them, you got to go on the other side of the river. Um, maybe just ignore that and just go past them. Okay. Are we actually going to have to go on the other side of the river anyway to go yes. around the mountains? You will need to so cross at some point. At we some have point. to cross anyway. Yeah. Well, I want to look and see if I can find a good place to cross here. Then sure. Uh, roll survival test. Standard survival. Standard. Yeah. Can I help? Uh, sure. If you have, do you have a uh, a rank? Do you want to assist or do you want to roll yourself? Uh, I have a rank. Mine would be a 44. Okay. I'll assist you then, because mine's a 38. And you have a rank? Um, yes. Okay, so go ahead and roll uh, Airve, and then, Coder, you can roll a d10 for um, for the assist die. Okay. Uh, do you want to re-roll that Airve as uh, oh, 79 gosh. and 69 are the two rolls? I mean, my luck has to change. No, it doesn't. It's important to get across the river properly, oh. okay. safely, right? Ashley's Probably. face says otherwise, but it seems... Mine says we're going into a battle with Frostworm, possibly with no fortune points. <laughs> There's three dead Frostworms. What are you talking about? Uh, g- go ahead and re-roll. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you care to tell everybody what you just rolled? A critical failure. Yeah, she rolled a hundred. She rolled a hundred. Uh, okay. All right. Um, Is he helping me again, God. though? Not that it matters. Dead. Yeah, you uh, you definitely like the two of you. Uh, you, you it, there's there's a lot of ice. Like the the river is mostly frozen over, um, and there's there's rocks as well. And some of those large, giant you know chunks have, have fallen into the river as well. And um, you feel like you've mapped out a pretty good path. Uh, so. You do you do you want to ride across or do you want to lead the horse across? Like like get on that down on your own on two feet and lead it across. What do you prefer to do, everybody? Lead. Okay. Yeah, I definitely don't want to ride. Alright. So you hop down and you start moving across, uh, thinking that you found fairly sturdy ice and drunk you're right behind her. Uh, are you riding your horse or are you Oh no, I am not riding okay. my horse. Um so the two of you manage to uh, kind of lead your horses across. Uh, you get about 20 yards out, which we'll say is like halfway across. And Erve, that's when you hear it. You hear the cracking of ice. Uh, and mm-hmm. you, uh, you see that not only, not, not only do you hear it, but you start to see it. And then just as quickly as you see it, the ice gives way. And all four of you, uh, so the, uh, the two horses... Uh, yep. Yep. Arave and uh, and drunk fall in. I'm gonna have Bear, Hubert, and Emily uh, go ahead and roll coordination tests uh, to see if okay. you can avoid falling into the ice that they were leading you into. Uh, so I'm gonna put this. Yeah, I'll put this at standard. That's standard. Okay. Pass with a 29. Okay. Fail with a okay. 71. Emily, you uh, unfortunately fall into the ice as well, into the water, the icy water. Uh, I'll, I got a roll for Hubert. Let me get him up. I'll, or I can just kill him. 
He is he he's like he's literally a chaos. He's so insane right now. <laughs> he has so much chaos. It's I'm looking at it like all the bubbles are basically full. Like if he gets one more rank of chaos, he's just gonna explode in lunacy. Um, but he's like, but he's gonna roll well because he's like the intoxicated. No, he failed as well. Injured. So Bear is literally the only person. Um, so uh, Bear, go ahead and roll a handle animal to see if you can keep the the horse uh, from falling in as well. Uh, yeah. Standard. Standard still. That's a crit success. <laughs> With a crit success, I'll say, despite the fact that in front of you, uh, you see, like, everyone just starts to like, cascade, fall into the river. Uh, you manage to not only save yours, uh, but you quickly grab the, you know, grab the other two. So you get Hubert's and you get Emily's. And so you manage to, to secure three of them and kind of start to pull them back. And you quickly the 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 four of you the three horses and yourself managed to get back to relative safety the yeah, rest letting that happen again yeah so <laughs> the horse broke its neck. sadly Araves and, and drunks they fell in like that was going to happen just because um so i'm gonna roll so this is uh this first one so 15 points of physical peril uh is going to fall uh into for uh for both drunk and Arave. Uh, as they mm-hmm. fall in, and then for Hubert and for Emma Lee, uh, it'll be oh my gosh, even more because uh, I rolled three d ten plus three. Have- <laughs> wow. I rolled three d ten. I'm just gonna walk everyone through what just happened. Three d ten plus three. I rolled for uh, for the two that critically failed because uh, because Arave critically failed. Dronk was assisting, so Dronk gets the same effects that from the assist. So. And I rolled a 12, so plus 3 is 15. So they take a 15. Then I just rolled 2d10 plus 2 for Hubert and Emma Lee, who didn't crit fail. And I rolled two tens on a 2d10, which means the both of you take 22 points of physical peril as you fall into the icy water. Those Ooh. explode, right? Like yeah. Another 10. Yeah. I think Emma Lee's dead. Dude. And like all of a sudden, <laughs> Lavinia oh comes God. running up on a donkey or something. Might as well. Uh, all right. So let me see. What does that do for Hubert? So 22. Uh, he would have been at in peril. So 22 is enough to move him one, two, three steps. So he is ignoring three skill ranks. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignoring That's hilarious. Now. Okay. Uh, but there is this great sound of the ice breaking, horses whinnying, uh, and all of you fall in with the exception of, uh, of Bear and a couple horses. Um, not only that, as all of you are are thrashing about, uh, bear, go ahead and roll an awareness test at easy. Not? <laughs> oh no! At easy. Can I just close my eyes? <laughs> right. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> Critical fail. Okay. Okay. Seventy-seven. Chris fail. So you start moving. Um, you start moving them. You don't really notice like this little, this little kind of spiked spiked stone and you put your foot on it and kind of just pierces right into the bottom of your foot uh you can go ahead and you can take uh 19 points of physical peril as it just kind of cuts into your boot rips into it you can feel a flood of icy water come into into your boot covering your foot and your socks like that's going to be a problem um not only that but you can see some blood start to trickle out as well but you get the horses to the side um and everybody is flailing about in this river water. Uh, and that's when Bear, unfortunately, doesn't notice 
as behind him, um, you can see those of us who are, are looking at Bear as he's paying attention to his boot. Uh, you can see this large, which you assumed was just snow-covered rock, begin to move. And standing up is about a 20-foot-tall, blue-white-skinned Jotun wearing some basic semblance of of like a like a scaly loincloth they're kind of covered in this bluish kind of bluish uh bluish blood as bear you 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 hustle across you get to the you get to the the safety of uh of the river or the river's edge uh while everyone else couldn't quite make it and then you hear this roar this and at that point you can turn around bear and you see standing behind you uh, is a 20 foot tall giant uh, who has a rock in their hand that's bigger than your horse uh, and they'll they're going to step forward and I'm going to smash you with it um, and because you're oh. technically caught unawares uh, you're defenseless so this is going through uh, so this is gonna hurt, guys. Did, did did he did he roll the stealth roll again? He did. It's the person <laughs> who rolls the stealth rolls. That's who dies. And you're going to take oh so much damage. Let me see. Uh-oh. One, two. Emily comes just in time to see Bear die. Okay, three d six plus fourteen. Plus fourteen. You take twenty. I rolled a three, a one, and a three, and uh, you take. 21 points of damage. Um, I'll go ahead and explode uh, the one to make that 26. And that is 32. No. Because uh, I just rolled a six. And I'm going to roll another d6. Uh, and that's 34 points of damage. And, and he did just talk about how he's like, Jeff, you've never killed my character. On to bear. <laughs> Time to use fate point. <laughs> so you get Smash like it boom and just tries to take this giant rock and smash you with it. Um, and that's it's that's gonna be its surprise turn. So, why don't everyone roll a d1? We actually didn't do initiative, so let's do initiative. Go ahead and roll your initiative. Um, as four of you are in the freaking water, um, right now, which is not good. Uh, but we'll uh, you know, we'll make do and then. Let's see, Hubert, I rolled an 11, and then, let me see, gonna have to figure out, I don't have a token for the Jotun, but, let's see, he gets plus 7, make sure, 1, 10, so that's actually gonna be a 16 for him. Okay, so, that is, is, you know, is a way, and we'll go ahead and start up, and fortunately, Bear... Uh, you rolled an 18 on initiative, so it's your turn. You are not dead, yeah. but you just got smashed and somehow survived it. What would you like to do? I like went unconscious for a second and snapped <laughs> back. I was like, oh my god. Um, yeah. Uh, shoot. I guess get on my horse and run the heck out of here. Okay. Do you have a rank in coordination? I do. So it's going to take you one AP to get on the horse, and then you have two AP yes. left. What do you want to do? 
can I do like a dirty tricks on this guy to blind him? You absolutely could try. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, so roll a uh, roll your guile. So let's say we'll probably say you're doing this before you hop on, or you grab yeah. like snow when you get to get on. But yeah, go ahead. That's when he throws a huge rock at me. I throw like snow at him. Take that. <laughs> so go ahead and roll. Uh, uh, so go ahead and roll your guile. Um, he's very big, so I'm going to make this hard. That's okay. I rolled a 90. So okay. uh, I'm going to just get on the horse and go. Okay. So you have one AP left. And so you're just going to hustle away. Yep. All right. So he's going to go ahead and uh, try to smash you once more as you, he's going to go ahead and take an opportunity attack as you, as you flee. Uh, so we roll another D100. Uh, yeah, I should have saved my thing. Roll a 24. Uh, so that is going to be a hit. Uh, and then this time it's just going to be 2d6 plus 14. Uh, and so that's going to be 20. I'll go ahead and explode the one into a five. So it's 25 plus three. So 23 points, um, of damage. All right. Now I'm actually done. Okay. <laughs> I have to explode it. Oh, just need okay. One more. Uh, and so you, so bear, you, uh, you, you get up out of the water. You, uh, you try to run away on this horse. Um, and I'll say this. You're on a horse. So let's say roll a roll a D100. And f- 1 to 50, this, the, the horse takes the brunt of the damage uh, and is dead. And above 51, 51 and up, you, uh, you're going to go ahead and take it. 54 enough horses died because of me this time <laughs> oh, no. so oh my gosh bear goes collapsing to the ground the horse kind of tumbling over top of him rolling getting up and then running the bear somehow or the the horse somehow survived uh next up is drunk drunk is going to try and climb up on the ice and head to the other side of the river away from the giant okay uh so go ahead and roll an athletics test. Standard. Yeah. Ha! Uh, you try to go fail. You try to climb up out of the ice, uh, but you fall back into it, uh, and you're going to go ahead and remain in the ice, and you're going to take uh, 13 points of physical peril as I once again rolled very low, uh, and you are flailing around as you have now gone. The current has taken you, and you are underneath the sheath of ice that's on top of the this kind of flowing river. Um, you have two more, uh, you have two more AP to spend. What do you want to try to do? I'm going to try to not be underneath the ice, at least so I can breathe. Okay. So, um, why don't you roll an attack to see if you can punch through the ice that you've just fallen under? So, like a simple melee, but because it's a punch? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and we'll treat it like easy. Uh, swim is, but he's not technically swimming, Melissa. You should say these stuff, types of things verbally. Uh, I rolled a five. Okay. So you managed to punch through the ice and kind of grab onto a ledge so you're not flowing and you can kind of breathe. Uh, and we'll say that's your turn. Uh, kind of like the grabbing, it will say. Yep, that works for me. Okay. Uh, the giant will uh, go next um, and will look around. And we'll see whatever the hell's going on in the uh, in this icy area where everyone's flailing. So there's Emily, Arave, and Hubert uh, flailing about. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll a d6 
and a one to two it'll be Arave. A two to a three to four it'll be Hubert, uh, and a five to six it'll be Emily. Uh, so uh, the three, so it's going to be Hubert. So he's going to throw the rock into the middle of the river. Uh, all right. So D one hundred forty two. So 42 is going to be good. Uh, that's going to hit Hubert for 2d6 plus 14. I roll two ones. Uh, so 16 points of damage. Uh, I will do what I've done before, and I'll explode one of them. Uh, so that's going to put that to 20. Um, hang on. 21, and then re-roll <laughs> with another crabby roll. So that's like 23 points of damage to Hubert. Uh, so Hubert... While he's gone, Let's see, is he taking any damage? Yep. Yeah, he's gonna move down two steps to seriously, and he'll have to roll. I actually don't think he takes serious injuries, right? Doesn't he have something? He doesn't suffer yeah. moderate from tough as nails. Uh, he dogs of war. He never suffers serious injuries, so he's good. So no, I'm not, I won't even bother to roll. Uh, and then it'll be Emily's turn. You are flailing about in the river underneath this icy water. Yeah, um, I want to get out. Okay. Raw athletics test to get out, please. Uh, what difficulty did I give you, Coder? When Standard. You're... Standard to get out. It's so good. 39. Okay. And you are able to crawl out of the ice, uh, icy water before flowing underneath uh, the, the sheet of ice. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll say that's, that's going to be like two of your AP to kind of climb. Well, actually do, what's your coordination? Do you have an, do you have a rank? Uh, I we'll treat just like do a, have a rank in coordination. Okay. We'll treat it like get up then. So you got one AP. So you got two AP left, uh, but you're on, you're on like the edge of ice that has recently broke. Okay. Yeah. I want to get away from it. So can I do like one hustle, one take cover, or will it take more than one hustle to get off the ice? Uh, you can, you can. What's your what's your move? I don't. I need to know your move. My movement is seven. Seven, two hustles. You guys were about halfway across. Uh, it's gonna take all your AP to get out, get off. Okay, then I'll do that. Then. Do you want to go towards the giant or to the opposite side of the river? To the opposite side. Okay, done. All right. Because Emily knew bear, but the rest of them. Okay. I'm not very partial to. Uh, Arave, you are underneath the water as well. Uh, what do you want to do? I similarly want to get to the other side of the river. Athletics test to get out. Standard. Standard. This is yeah. fine. Some pretty inopportune critical fails and a lot also of people. Also the thirty-nine. A lot of people using fortune point on fortune points on things didn't really have life or death situations uh, attached I to them. I only used one. And by a lot of people, I mean Melissa. So really, if you think about it, Melissa <laughs> got bear killed. Uh, you climb out. Do you have a rank in coordination? Yes, I do. Okay, we'll and say movement we'll, is twelve. We'll say one AP for you to get up, and then if you want to run across two AP, you can you can catch up with uh, with Emily and get a little bit past her. Yes. Uh, Hubert will attempt to do the same thing. Uh, unfortunately, he is ignoring three skill ranks. Uh, so we'll see if this is finally the time when he's not here uh, that I get him killed. Uh, nope, needed a forty. Rolled a forty. Look at that. Uh, and so he's gonna climb up. Uh, he. Does not have a skill rank in coordination, so that's going to take two AP for him to climb out of the water, and then uh, we're going to say six movement for him, so he's still on the ice. 
uh, as he and he's the furthest behind, but he's running towards you guys. Um, okay, so then turn order is going to come around to bear. You're listed here twice for some reason. Bear, you're dead, right? Dead, dead. No Super more, dead. no more fate points for you. Okay. Yep. Okay. Forgot about opportunity takes. Yep. It's a shame. <laughs> um, uh, drunk. What do you want to do? I'm going to try and climb out of ice again. Uh, all right. I'm going to make this one, actually, because there's just a hole. It's going to be a little bit harder now. So go ahead and make this one challenging to climb out of the ice. All right. I succeed with the 12. You burst through. Do you have any ranks in coordination? I do. Okay. So one AP to burst through the ice like, like a crazed man. Uh, and you climb up onto the ice itself. You got two AP left. You see on one side of the river uh, is this giant. And on this other side of the river, you see the mangled, smashed body of bear and a horse running away from it. Yeah, I'm not going towards the giant. You don't want to go that one? You want to go the no, other side? No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go towards where everyone else is going. However, my movement is only four. Okay. So you begin to slowly uh, dr- drag your, like maybe your your legs numb from being in the water. You drag yourself back the way you guys came. Um, and then uh, the, I think the, the giant will scoop up another rock uh, and we'll throw it at, um, we'll say, f- we'll say, since you have four, you're probably the closest Um because even Hubert had six, so Hubert probably... I, if on. I had one to get out, then I had two to move, right? That's true. Okay. So we'll 50-50 it. Um, one to three, it's you. Four to six, it's uh, Hubert. Uh, one to three, it's, it's going to be drunk. As he's just going to chuck this rock at you. Um, see if that went through. Ten is good. Uh, so then 2d6 plus 14, uh, that's going to be 22 points of damage, uh, onto Dronk as you are smashed with a rock in the back of your head that magically doesn't break the ice and let you fall back in. Cause that would be a really dick thing for me to do. <laughs> okay. That puts me down, uh, two more steps. So now I'm seriously. Okay. Uh, roll 2d6s. Let me double check. Uh, the hurled rock is not vicious. Uh, it is pummeling, uh, so it's not going to deal. All right, you're good. You rolled a three and a four. We're not going to worry about entry. And then Emily, it's your turn. I think Emily's going to use all my movement to just run to cover. Okay. Um, so you can. So we'll say you you basically scrambled back. Uh, to the to the side that you all came from, Bear was the only one who made it across, and to his doom, um, you can see not only is his horse kind of running away, but he had managed to save two of your horses uh, that are also fleeing uh, southward along the river uh, on the western side in a completely different direction. Um, you've got uh, you've got a couple people with you. Unfortunately, two horses are still thrashing around in the middle of the ice uh, and looks like they're going to die as well. And it's just you all on your feet on the eastern side of the river. Yeah. Could I do like maybe a survival test to see if I could find like some good cover to get us behind? There's plenty of rock outcroppings and such you can hide behind uh, in terms of getting stuff thrown at you. Um, that's, that's not a problem. You don't have to. I won't make you roll for that. You can just okay. do it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would okay. do. So we'll just take cover, and you have taken cover behind a rock, and you are no longer in line of sight of this this creature. But you're also at a very large distance. Remember, he's throwing stuff at you, so there is a range limitation. Um, he has moved out like like into the into the river, but only like a few steps. You don't see him going all the way across. So it's it's definitely going to be possible to outrange this stuff, assuming that he doesn't keep going because <laughs> he is very yeah. tall. Um, okay. Uh, Erevay, what do you want to do? So when we came up, you had mentioned that at the top of the Deadstone Fall, it seemed like there were sort of like caves or something that were up on the top. What is his height in comparison to... That's like 100 yards up. That's like 100 yards up or so. He's 20 feet tall. He would be considered a large creature by mechanical standards, which is why he gets 2d6s for his damage. He got the extra 3d6 on bear in the first round because it was effectively a surprise attack. So so he wouldn't be able to reach if we were up no. there. No, he wouldn't. Uh, you could you could try to climb, sure. Yeah, I think everybody's going to try to run up that. Okay, it's a climb. It's not like you're climbing up Broken Mountain. So there's checks. Yeah. All right. I'll just run where Emily went. Okay. So you run and you also hide. Um, Hubert will go ahead and expend all of his AP to come after you and, and chase you down. Uh, Bear will continue being the uh, most attractive looking corpse uh, on the west side of the river. And then uh, and then Dronk, um, if you expend all your AP. Yes. Uh, which would be three, get you like 12 yards. Um, so you're not quite to the cover. And so you see the giant takes a couple more steps into the river, just like smashing into the ice, not caring whatsoever, and picks up like this other, because like, again, there's all of these rocks and outcroppings and such all over the place. He just picks one up and just chucks at you, but it falls short. So it looks like you've outranged him. Um, it screams once more, and you can see that it's beginning to slowly kind of trudge across the river as you huddle down uh, behind this this outcropping. And all of you, uh, all of you are hiding here, like huddled behind this this big old granite rock, uh, ice and grime on it. And you look around, and you realize Bear is not with you. The horses are gone. And you hear the smashing of another rock as it hits the opposite side of your cover. And that's where we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Well, poop. Josh is going to get kitchen knives. What? (laughs) Josh is going to get kitchen knives.